Hello and welcome. As part of the support package for the transition to personal tutoring into distance, the Centre for Education Support and Innovation and academic colleagues from across the university are creating a number of resources, including a series of podcasts. My name is Samantha Holloway and I'm a reader in the School of Medicine. I'm also the Senior Personal Tutor for Postgraduate Taught Studies in the School of Medicine. In today's episode, I'm speaking to Laurence Totelin, who's a reader and senior personal tutor in the School of History. Her previous roles have included Programme Convener in Ancient History and Equality and Diversity Lead for the School of History. Laurence also holds a postgraduate certificate in Education in History and Classical Languages from the Free University of Brussels. Welcome, Laurence. Thank you very much for having me. That's okay. So if we start with the first question, I um, just wanted to ask you what your approach has been to providing personal tutoring at a distance. Well, when I realised that we were going into lockdown, I immediately thought that personal tutoring would play a key role in the crisis, uh, but also that the crisis would present specific challenges for personal tutoring. Mm -hmm. And the challenges to me would be around COVID itself, challenges around technology and challenges around boundaries uh, in personal tutoring. And my recommendations to myself and to other personal tutors in the school were to be proactive in keeping in touch with the students, to say that they remained available as personal tutors, to be flexible with regards to technology that they were using, um, email, phone, uh, Teams or, or Zoom, and uh, to keep uh, boundaries uh, as both students uh, and staff would now be operating from their homes. Mm -hmm. So that's been my approach. Okay, thank you. So, so building on that and um, with your experience um, that you've had, what would you say makes an effective remote tutoring environment? I think trust is key uh, as it is for any tutoring. Um, I, I think it's also um, more important than ever to have an agenda, even if it's implicit uh, for the tutorial meeting. Uh, because in that way, it's easier to have an effective conversation, even if the technology glitches. Um, and the agenda can be set by the student, uh, typically if they contact us with a view to discuss pastoral issues, uh, or um, if they want a, a chat around their academic progress or their career prospects. Or the agenda can be set by the personal tutor or the school around key points to, in, in the year. Mm. Um, technology has a role to play, uh, I would say, in effective tutoring, but I feel that's secondary to the actual tutoring um, because technology often glitches. Um, I, I would personally recommend setting appointments that are a little longer than, than usual okay. yeah. uh, so that you make sure that the student knows how to, to get in, into the, the meeting mm. um, and to, to have a, a buffer. Uh, so, yeah, because you can't really have students queuing outside your, your office as sometimes happens in, in real life. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's some good advice there. So would you say that's changed what you've done from the face-to-face -face when you were, were able to provide tutoring and how you're approaching it now? I would say so, yes. At, at first, when uh, we, we first uh, moved to remote tutoring, um, I, I was, you know, having 15 minutes tutorial meetings back to back and then I realized that that doesn't 
really work as well as um, in in real life mm -hmm. uh, because you can't really pop your head out of the office and say yeah sorry I'm running a bit late yes, uh, there's yeah, this spontaneity that's not there unfortunately mm. um, so so it's changed a, a, a little bit in that respect yeah so as you say planning is key really um, yes yeah and allowing a little bit more time at the beginning yes. sounds important so in terms of building up um, a rapport with your students at a distance in an online environment, what's, what's been your approach to that element? So I guess as in normal tutoring, we have to be uh, empathetic, uh, but we also have to be very, very conscious of professional boundaries, more so than uh, in, in an office context. I think the dynamics of a remote conversation are very different. Uh, to those uh, uh, that happen face to face, um, both student and and personal tutor will be at home, and this can work both ways. It can sometimes make people feel more comfortable, and and that's great. Great, sorry. But home is not always a, a safe place for people. Mm -hmm. um, there can be interruptions. Uh, some students might not be able to discuss some issues as openly as they would in in our offices. Um, and I know that we will discuss synchronicity later, uh, but I think it's very important not to insist on synchronicity and certainly not on students switching on their cameras so okay. to allow them to, to, to keep behind a, a black, uh, black screen. Um, and, and I know that this can be a challenge uh, for personal tutors. I personally rely a lot on facial cues to, mm. uh, to, to understand people. And, um, and that can be difficult if I'm talking to a black screen, but um, it, it's, on, it's on me really to, to try to, to make it work for, uh, for students. Um, I also think that we, we're going to enter a, a new year relatively soon. Um, and, and I think yes, it might be yeah. a good idea to meet um, uh, our tutees as groups at first. Uh, where, mm -hmm. because that might be a bit easier for breaking the ice and establishing that rap rapport sure. and then meet one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one for, for meetings. Um, I, I also yeah. think that we can't really expect the incoming year one students to be that confident with rem remote synchronous mm -hmm. tutoring. Um, I mean, uh, students usually don't really know what to expect from a personal tutor and that's not going to change. Uh, but mm. also this is going to be you know remote and and I, I you know many year 13 students haven't had that much tuition in the last uh, semester or term yeah. Uh, yeah. and um, and therefore they did not that they we can't expect them to be to be used to to teams and and zoom it's going to take a little time for them to to get yeah. used to that yeah, it's a really good point. And actually talking to some of the other personal tutors about this, um, what you're saying is reflected in what they're saying in that they may need more time to acclimatise uh, incoming students. Yeah. Group tutorials to start with have also been mentioned as an approach. So it sounds as though that's going to be something a number of schools might be doing to help that transition for the students. Um, but some really important points there. Um, earlier on you mentioned about boundaries, um, so I'm just wondering what advice you would give about establishing boundaries and managing student expectations for online tutoring? 
Yeah, so yeah, we have touched on on this already, and I, and I think it's a very very important issue. Um, I I would say again that it's very important to have a an agenda, uh, so to know mm -hmm. what the meeting is is about and and what the aims are, are going to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be presented as a as an agenda. It's just uh, you know in in your your mind you have to be clear what the mm -hmm. the meeting is for. Um, I think it's uh, important to to set a time to talk so to you know to let the student know that we have 20 minutes half an hour whatever um and if the meeting runs out i think it's it might be a good idea to to adjourn it um so to to show that it's it's a professional meeting and that mm -hmm. that constraints on on everyone's time mm -hmm. um i i personally try to to keep my private life separate from my working life so i um in order to protect the privacy of my my children, I, I have a I use a background uh, in okay, in yeah. uh, when it's video meetings. Uh, so if my my kids uh, enter the room, uh, they, they they won't be be visible. Uh, it, it's yeah. it's not a perfect solution, um, but um, but that that's that's what I have, and and I know that there are students who who are facing the the same challenges as, as staff in in that respect. Um, and then uh, this is perhaps very basic, but I, I always say to colleagues never to give their personal phone number and uh, yeah, I remind them that they can be contacted on their office number via Skype for Business. Yeah, yeah, that's some really useful information there that, uh, yeah, so we could talk to students about having backgrounds and how to use those in meetings so that you've got these virtual backgrounds and you've got that sense maybe of a little bit of privacy. Yeah, so, although I've yeah. heard that they, they use a lot of uh, bandwidth, so they're not, they're not a solution not for, for everyone. So that, <laughs> that's why, you know, people can, uh, students can choose to switch off their camera. I think that that choice is not that available for first mm. staff mm. Um, yeah that's a really good important point as well um so touching on engagement of students um what strategies would you suggest can facilitate engagement of students with remote personal tutoring it's it's difficult isn't it i mean uh, engagement is always a, a something we have to to deal with um but you know as i've already mentioned I, I think that engaging in remote personal tutoring might not be easy for all students um, mm -hmm. and i think that we have to be very open to asynchronous um, so not in real time personal tutoring uh, especially where pastoral concerns are, are uh, in question mm -hmm. um, and i think we have to to consider sorry so that again, I think we'll have to consider email exchanges uh, as engagement with the, the tutorial system in, in some cases. I, I don't mm. really think we can expect students to, to engage quite in the same way as they, they did before. Yeah, that's, that's a good point as well, which um, we can maybe touch on in the, this next question, which is about keeping records of remote personal duty meetings. I mean, we've got the facility on SIMS to record duty meetings uh, but is there any advice you've got around whether there's anything different we need to be doing around sort of remote personal tutoring i don't think so i think sims is a, a good place to uh, for keeping records of uh, of meeting i i think that 
if an email exchange starts to look like a tutorial process i think it's good to say to the student mm. is it okay if i consider this to you know as, as a tutorial meeting and and keep record of of it on sim so that we open yeah. with the students because they will see it anyway um so yeah. i but i i, I think sims remains a good place and um, uh, as usual, um, I, I think it's always a good idea to, when we have a meeting, to, to follow up with, with an email uh, to the students summarizing the, the important points of uh, what, have, what has been discussed. Yeah, that, again, good advice because then uh, the students got a record of what was discussed and maybe any actions or timelines that arise out of that discussion, which is good. Um, exactly. So coming back to something you've mentioned a couple of times, but perhaps we can just spend a, a minute or so talking about um, the synchronous and asynchronous sort of activities and strategies we can use. Um, because, you know, do all personal tutoring activity, does that all have to be synchronous real time? Or can we encourage students to undertake reflective activities asynchronously, which then maybe feed into a personal tutor meeting? Yes, I, I strongly feel that remote personal tutoring does not have to be in real time um, some students won't be able to discuss things as openly as they would in um, in, in an office setting uh, some students won't have access to excellent technology so i think developing asynchronous strategies um, even sometimes as simple as emails is is very important but you were mm. mentioning uh, reflective strategies and, and i think yeah that's, that's a very good idea uh, in our school we have a, a personal development plan um, which students can uh, fill in and uh, it, it includes reflection and mm. and and that we, we can build on on that uh, in in the context we we are now um, yes yeah so is that personal development plan part of one specific meeting in a semester or is it an optional thing that you use with your students well, it depends a little bit. I mean, it, it's um, so it's it's in the entire school, and no, it follows students throughout the the year. Uh, so they have uh, three three parts: so mm -hmm. initial, and and then the the midpoint, and the the final reflection. And it's slightly different from from year to year, um, and it it can be used to um, uh, to build the structure of a of a meeting. So some some personal tutors will insist much more on having the the the, the form filled in others will be mm -hmm. uh use it in in a less formal way but yes it, it we use it throughout the school to underpin our discussions uh, it, it's, it's a good tool mm -hmm.